Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So how can you make more money than an affiliate makes, maybe even as much as a retailer or an e-commerce business would make without actually having to handle the product? And you've heard some ideas in previous episodes, like you buy the product, you ship it to a fulfillment house, and then they ship it out for you. But you still have to do some work. Well, you have to carry inventory, so you have right. that all that money. And let's, what if you don't have the money to go off and buy a whole bunch of inventory or you're worried about the risk. Like maybe you do have the money, but it's like maybe people won't want to buy what it is that I'm selling. There is a solution for people and it's called drop shipping. And if you can stick with me until the end of the episode, I'll actually reveal a number of ways that you can get started in drop shipping for very, very cheap. I know. And I really love like the one we use. Yeah, and and draw and yeah, we we do own a drop shipping site, so we'll talk about a little bit about um, the actual software that we use to operate that business. So let's go ahead and explain drop shipping a little bit. So drop shipping—that's when you you host a site and then you put products on it, but you don't actually have those products in your inventory, right? It's you. Your, your visitor comes and they purchase one of these products and that order is submitted to your supplier, right? Yep. And then that supplier ships the product directly from their facility to the purchaser. To your customer, exactly. Now, um, you mentioned hosting your own site. There are actually some really clever people so it sounds, it may sound a little complex, like, you know, you've got your supplier and then you've got uh, your website and your host and everything. And there is actually a, a really clever way to do this business model, which I'll tell you at the end of this episode as well. But I just was amazed when I heard someone talking about how they do this and they don't have their own website. They actually don't have a supplier. I know this sounds crazy. I will reveal all of those secrets at the end of this episode. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, it's a very interesting model because you are fronting like you've got the product, you are selling the product, you're collecting payment, you're handling all of the customer service, but you never actually handle the product. You don't ship it or anything. Right. I thought this was the strangest concept, which is probably why I sound so like unsure still when I'm like trying to explain. So drop shipping is this? Like it's still it's still kind of strange concept for me because you don't you're selling it. But you don't even have to have inventory. Fun fact, dropshipping is actually the first ever online business that I ever ran myself. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it is. I, I discovered this in my late teens. I must have been maybe 18 or 19 years old. And I would dropship guitar stands. Interesting. Yeah. And I made money. I made it wasn't I wasn't killing it, obviously, but it, it it was just a business model that I stumbled upon. I tested it out and it it is a valid business model. And it's something that I've always kept in kind of my back pocket. Like we could uh, always do that or add another one of those sites to our little, you know. Yeah, it's got a little bit more uh, um, a little bit more customer engagement in it. So I, it's something I've always kind of avoided just because I like the most I, I always wanted my businesses to be as passive as possible. So I tried to not do like transactional businesses, 
But uh, yeah, it was one. Sometimes, of the- sometimes there are businesses that are worth it, even if you have to do a little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what ninety percent of drop shipping businesses will look like. Right, you find your drop shipping supplier. And this is this can be as simple as like just googling dropshipper or dropshipping company or whatever. Um, now a lot of them charge uh, membership fees, okay. And uh, I haven't actually looked for a dropshipping supplier in a very long time. The last honestly, the last time I probably used a dropshipping provider was in my late teens, and it I did not pay money to be a member. So this is outdated information. <laughs> well, the free stuff is, yeah. I mean, maybe all of the suppliers are pay now. I don't know, but you can Google to find a supplier. Um, and I would have, I would avoid if possible, any that are trying to charge a membership fee because I like to keep fees as low as possible. It may not be possible. Again, at the end of this episode, I will tell you how we're doing it. We do not pay money to a supplier still um, to do our drop shipping. And my cool little hack of like how the one guy was doing it without a supplier. Yeah, it's that's also free for him too. So anyways, you need your supplier. So whoever you're going to get your products from, you need a place to sell. Then you obviously need a way to accept payments. You need customers. And then um, you can, so a lot of the drop shipping companies that you sign up with, so you, some people might be thinking, okay, great. So if my supplier ships the product to my customer, then my customer is going to see their address information and all that stuff. So that isn't as big of a problem as you might be thinking. Um, the the supplier, like the suppliers that you pay and the one that I had used in the, in the past, they were set up so that I could put in my name and address information and they would print that on the shipping label. So it would look like it was coming from you. And not some like weird company you've never heard of. Exactly. Um, now our system, you will see uh, it, completely strange information and, you know, but we've never had anyone say anything about it. So no. I don't think it's really as big of a deal as some people think, but if you really want that professional feel, then yeah, you're probably going to want to go with an actual drop shipping supplier. Um, so anyways, um, you, when you get the, the order coming in, it's going to go through your payment processor. It's going to go onto your customer's credit card statement. They're going to see your business's name from your credit card processor on their statement. So all that stuff's going to be on the level. Um, and then you're, you get the order over to your supplier. They ship it to your customer. That's right. kind of it. Kit in the caboodle. Um, now there are some risks to this business model. And this is the only thing that I really don't like about the business model. Firstly, you may be tempted to sell products that you've never seen, felt, touched, looked at, used. And that's I, I'm sad, like that is really, really common. And uh, and just being like full disclosure here, one our drop shipping store does have a ton of products on them. Now we purchased some of the products. So that we could like first quality thing, control, basically quality control and test out the whole process to make sure everything worked before we had customers we coming actually, through. We actually even made like a crazy coupon code and give it to my brother and said, Hey, can you please place an order on our site for us so we can just make sure it goes through everything. And then he, yeah, he bought a bunch of stuff and bought a bunch of stuff for like, 99% off. <laughs> and the products were awesome, but we have not purchased every product on our store. No, not so, everyone. And but it would I would encourage you to at least purchase a few things just to make sure your supplier is actually sending out quality products, right? 
You don't, you don't want your customer contacting you and be like, uh... I want a refund because this is not what was advertised. Or, like, how do I do this? And you're like, I have no idea. I've never seen the product before. <laughs> so, um, that that is one thing to, to consider. Well, and we always have pride in what we do. Like, we always want to put out good content if it's an information site. You know, we always want to link to, you know, really quality Amazon products with great reviews. Same thing when it comes to products on our dropshipping site. Like, we don't want to put products that are not high quality. Yeah. So, just something to consider. Now, the other thing to consider is refunds. All right. So, let's say you were buying from Amazon and you you buy a product, you don't like it, okay? What do you do? You typically, you say to Amazon, hey, I want to return this product. And then they're, what do they do? Return it to us. Yeah, ship it, it to, back to us. Take it to UPS. Okay. Now, that's not really how dropshipping works. You might be able to set up something with your dropshipping supplier, but for all intents and purposes, with dropshipping, all sales are final, at least for yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, that would be pretty complicated to fiddle with. Yes. So when your customer wants a refund, it typically means that you are eating whatever your cost was for that product. Right? So if I was selling a $10 guitar stand for $30 and then my customer's like, eh, this wasn't worth $30. Okay. I refund them their $30, but I'm probably not getting my refund for the $10 that, it, you know, I paid my drop shipping company for the product. Right. Um, another thing that can kind of happen. So in case you heard that, that was our baby getting a bit yeah. upset. <laughs> we are doing the podcast, uh, in, in real life. Yeah. So anyways, um, if your customer wants a refund, then you are probably going to lose money on that transaction. And that's why it's important to do a, a big enough markup. You don't want in, in drop shipping, you're not doing like five and 10% markups. That's not enough margin for the risk that you're shouldering. So right. it's usually, I typically won't sell a product unless I feel like I can realistically charge two to three times the, the price for me, um, on it. So uh, another thing that can kind of happen and it stinks and it's really awkward is if you have a really large shipping time, which is very common for international um, orders, if you have a really large shipping lag and your customer asks, asks for a refund before they've gotten the product, but after it's shipped, because once it's shipped, there's no stopping it. No. So your customer like orders from you. And they ask for a refund. You give them the refund. They're still getting the product. And again, you're eating that cost. It just, it makes for a little bit of an awkward um, relationship there. You're like, uh, so I know that you don't want the product, but you're going to get it anyways. You know, customer first. <laughs> like yeah. you, it, you just paint it as like you, all of this you frame, you don't tell your customer like I'm drop shipping. You just say, I want you to have a great experience full refund and you get to keep the product. I want your business again. And that's really the best thing that you can do in the situation unless your dropshipper allows you to do returns. But honestly, I don't know. It may not be worth it unless you're selling kind of high dollar items. It may not be worth uh, the effort. Well, and so like we, it's funny doing this, this episode because it really does demonstrate how many different areas of internet business we have. Like we we do all kinds of different things, but we like you said, we do have a drop shipping site. And, you know, I, I thought about it before. You just mentioned the ship times. Yeah. And I recently, like just within the last few months, was like, 
maybe we should switch it to an Amazon niche site. Like maybe, maybe we should, you know, kind of transfer for it over to, you know, selling or, or linking to the products on Amazon. Yeah, because as the, commission. our products aren't branded or anything. So they're kind of generic. So there are absolutely, there are ones that we could link to and just kind of swap everything out and turn the site into more of an Amazon affiliate site than it is a drop shipping yeah, site. Yeah, and I thought, I thought because... You know, it can take a long time for, for shipments to come Yeah, most in. of our shipments take about 15 to 30 days. And so it's like, well, you know, Amazon is a two-day ship usually, and, and that's really attractive. But now, after the Amazon commission rates change... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Amageddon. Amageddon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> if you've listened to our last two episodes, that, that'll make sense. If you haven't, then you're thinking, I don't know how to pronounce words. Right. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm like... I am way more back on the the side of yeah drop, drop shipping. shipping. Now another problem, and this is mostly for newer people, uh, people who are very new to online business or new to drop shipping in general. Um, they kind of feel weird and almost slimy about the drop shipping business model. They're like, wait a minute, I'm basically just like charging way more for a product, and then I'm paying less for it over there and sending it to my customer. And they're like, how is that not like a sleazeball tactic? And it's like, have you ever been to Walmart? You ever been to Target? Like, that's all these stores do. Like, yeah, they buy the merchandise and stick it on the shelves, but they're literally just buying products cheaper and selling it to you higher. And, you know, some people are like, well, that's fine, but they're actually giving me value. They're letting me see the product. I get to go into their store. It's a place to go. And it's like, if you do this business model properly, you are adding value to the the process, right? You're helping people find a product that they are looking for. We we get search engine traffic. Mm -hmm. Like we find keywords that are not well served and then we provide the answers that those people are looking for. So if people are landing on our page, it's because we have what someone is looking for. You know, and yeah, maybe they would have found someone else, but that doesn't matter. That's just competition. You could go to Target or you could go to Walmart. They're both providing the same thing. But if someone's landing on your web page, you're providing them the checkout process. You're providing them the images. You're providing them the description to help them make a buying decision. So, well, and, and you've collected all the products together in one spot. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so you, you are catering to your customer. So I don't feel like it's a sleazeball tactic, you know, any more than the typical retail model. But, you know, maybe you view it differently. If you do, then don't do this business model. That's it. You know, it's simple as that. So, But those are some of the weird problems that we've kind of run into with this business model. Um, and, and I think we kind of covered the big ones that will trip up most people. So now back to the promises that I made in the beginning. I'm going to start with the guy that doesn't have a website and doesn't really have a real supplier. So what this guy does is he finds products that are on sale at like Home Depot, Lowe's, and all these other like big retailers. And then he tries to find coupon codes on top of that to get the product even cheaper. Oh my goodness. Then he goes to eBay and lists the product for sale on eBay. And then he sells it. And hopefully sells it for more than what he would pay to Home Depot, Lowe's, and all of them, 
Plus, you know, they usually have free shipping. He, he sells things that are always above the free shipping thresholds. Okay, so that he doesn't have to pay for the shipping. And I just thought this was a really... This is called arbitrage, for anyone who doesn't know. It's taking advantage of market inefficiencies. And so he, with their discounted price, plus the coupon, plus free shipping, builds enough margin into his transactions that he can go onto eBay, sell the product, and even if it sells for just a couple dollars less than where you can get the product generally elsewhere... He, on average, is able to make, I think it was anywhere, this is going to sound piddly, between 2 and, I think, $7 profit per transaction. Sounds like a lot of headache for that, though. Well, and that's where scale comes in. So, I guess this guy does this, but at a much larger scale. So, for each product that he finds like that, he tries to set it up so that he can order multiple. He ships it out to multiple places. I'm sure he's got some automation built into it, as well as, um, you know, just... Uh, eBay has lots of like listing tools so you can list things really rapidly and whatnot. But I just thought that was a very interesting way of doing it. He has no, uh, none of his own infrastructure in place. Hmm. You know, he just uses retailers, finds good prices on things, gets coupons, and then just sells that stuff on eBay. I like our method better. I do like our method better. So our method, we have a website. So I use WordPress, um, for most of our sites. The foundation of it is WordPress. And then, um, on top of WordPress, there is a plugin called Ali Dropship. And Ali Dropship is a plugin that actually connects our WordPress website with AliExpress in a way. There's a little bit of manual intervention, but they were really clever with it. So then they give you a browser plugin, like for Chrome. I, they may have a Firefox one, I'm not sure. But anyways, when an order comes in, you receive a notification that an order has come in. You then open up um, your Ollie, your browser, go to AliExpress, and then using the plugin, it'll actually automatically you know fill the cart. It'll clear your cart out firstly in case you had some products in it. Um, it'll fill the cart. It'll start placing the order. It'll put in the customer's address. It'll then let you pay for the product, and then the supplier from China is usually where they they're located. I think almost all of them are in China will ship the product to your customer. So it's a way to actually take advantage of AliExpress where you can buy products like onesie twosie and use them as drop shipping suppliers. Well, and what I love even more, like obviously it's great that they fill in this, this plugin fills in all the, the customer data and stuff, but they make it super easy to find products and put them onto your store. Like yeah, they allow you to import products really it, simply. It's just like a plugin that just does everything. Yeah, it does a good job. Um, so, anyways, that's the plug. It's not free. It you you know you're going to pay somewhere between like depending on if it's on sale or not. It's anywhere I think from seventy to one hundred and twenty five dollars for the plugin. Um, but it's like one time, and then it just works and. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a, an inexpensive way to get into drop shipping, and it's pretty easy to learn because I'm not techie. We've we've made this pretty clear, <laughs> and you know, but I I was able to learn it really quickly, and mm -hmm. I actually think it's super fun because when I go on AliExpress, it's like I'm shopping. You know, I just get to look browse around for the products that I think would look best on our store, yeah, and then I get to import them into our storefront on our website. And it's kind of like, I think it's fun, you know, but 
And there are other um, solutions out there. There's another one. So if you're not like in techie and into setting up your own website or you just don't feel like you can or you don't have the time, um, you can get um, a Shopify.com account. And then I think they have a plugin called Oberlo or something like that. And that will integrate with your Shopify store. And then it allows you to, and now I don't know, I don't use that at all. So I can't really give you much more information than that. If that's something you'd be interested in though, you can research it and I'll give you, and then you now have that information. Um, but again, when I was doing the guitar stands, I was using, um, I want to say it was a company called, I think it was ediworldwide.com. They may not be around. They may have rebranded. I think they rebranded because I tried finding them once and I think I re I found them again but it took a little digging. But anyways, um, I used them and then I would sell the guitar stands on eBay. And I think the guitar stands cost me like at the time, and we're talking goodness, like 12 years ago, the guitar stands cost me like $4. And then I would sell them for like 15 or 16 bucks. And I probably sold, I, I would guess somewhere around 30 of them before I like lost interest. And <laughs> you lost interest. yeah, I just, I was a late teenager. I was like trying to get you to, you know, marry me and stuff. <laughs> no, were you doing drop shipping when we were dating? I, uh, I, I had to. Have, I, it I think it would have been just before we. It started. had to have been. It had to have been after I was like a teenager. Like I had to have been technically an adult. Like I'm sure at the time I was like I'm an adult, but <laughs> but I don't think that my parents were like letting me use their credit cards to buy the product. So I had I had some like financial means to do this. So I think, I feel like maybe You're I was probably just out of high school. I was probably just out of high school doing this, but anyways, um, it's just an interesting business model. It's a great way. It's a low risk way to dip your feet into selling online. And it's very easy. If you do this properly, if you like build an email list and stuff, it's very easy to transition this business into like a legitimate e-commerce business. It's a great way. If you, let's say you want to start an e-commerce store this would be a really fantastic way to test the waters for whatever it is you kind of want to sell. And then at any time you can just turn off the drop shipping and then turn on your e-commerce, like you're you shipping the products out and doing your own thing. So right? yeah, it's definitely something to consider if you want to get into the e-commerce, like product based uh, side of online business. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was just so interesting when I, I realized, you know, months ago, like, Maybe we should turn it into an Amazon affiliate. And it's like, I'm really glad we didn't do that. Me too. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.